Welcome to Elliot's PT Podcast. I'm here to help you find your balance and live your best life guilt-free. I don't believe there is a one-size-fits-all approach for health and fitness. We're all different and we need to find out what works for us. I'm passionate about helping people make realistic, long-term lifestyle changes that they will stick to and they will take with them forever. I don't believe in crazy diets or short-term fixes. We all need to live and find a perfect balance in diet and exercise that suits our individual needs. I want to help you find your exercise mojo, feel great and achieve wonderful things. Here is Elliot's PT Podcast by Renee Elliott. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Elliot's PT Podcast. Today I want to talk about labelling your food. Are you somebody that tends to label your food as good or bad? Um, and, you know, like if, if you're eating salads, therefore, um, or if you're someone that has cake, does that then make you a bad person? And when really, um, you know, you're not good for eating salad, you're just a person who eats salad. Uh, and on the flip side, having cake doesn't make you bad. It's you're just somebody that's eaten cake. So I really want uh, to try to get across the message of to stop labeling our foods as good or bad. And I want you to think about, is this something that you do? If you eat something that is so-called perceived bad, do you then feel guilty? Do you have shame around eating it? Do you beat yourself up about having those things? If you are someone that's eating something good, you know, do you then, you know, you feel like you're on a high or you feel really good about yourself? I really wish that uh, we could, you know, we could just stop labeling our foods as good as bad and recognize that it's not black or white. <laughs> You know, nutrition isn't black or white and it's not eat this and don't eat this, you know, and this is the only way. There is a lot of gray area. So maybe it would be really great if we could all embrace this gray area and get curious more about your habits and your choices that you're making and start thinking about why you're doing this instead of getting critical on yourself and beating yourself up for eating what's so-called bad. And, you know, um, as soon as you've kind of labeled a food as bad, we then start to begin to fear it. So it takes up so much uh, of your mental space. And, and, and as you spend so much time thinking about it, it puts that food kind of on a pedestal. And when it's on this kind of pedestal, then a few things start to happen to us. So you may then start to want it even more because it's off limits. And, uh, or you may not be able to be kind of fully present while you're eating it because the guilt will start to sink in. And then that re reduces kind of your ability to listen to your body's feedback. Like, are you enjoying it? Maybe it doesn't feel that good, or maybe you were full after a few bites instead of eating the whole thing, you know. And then we have this guilt kind of feeling, which sometimes can then lead to saying, well, I've already stuffed up my so-called plan. I may as well just have more. The other thing that is it, when we kind of put our food as bad and we put it on this kind of pedestal, it starts having more of a moral implication. So it stops being kind of, you know, like a neutral food choice and it just starts having a moral implication that when we eat this bad food, we tell ourselves that we are not good enough or we're a bad person for making this decision. And that's what I see, that's what I see happen a lot of times uh, with people through the different programs that I run. They, they, they put these restrictions on themselves and I definitely don't put any restriction on food. I like to count your macros. So I think that that gives you a real insight into the foods you're eating. Um, people choose to make, people then, because of this dieters mentality 
and what they've done for so long, they tend to sometimes turn macro counting into a diet where you don't need to do that at all. It is, it's a tool. And that's what I teach you is how to use this as a tool instead of changing it into a diet. And when you have this diet, when we have this diet as mentality and we have, we're thinking of this good or bad food and, you know, where we are giving ourselves this set of rigid rules because that's what we've always done. And you don't need to do that at all. And we give ourselves these rigid rules that we have to stick to. And the, the truth is that you can't stick to it. You can't stick to it long term. Or when you go so-called off plan, we then feel guilty and bad for it. And we think we're a bad person. And then other stuff then tends to happen after. But what about if we just see food as food? Food is just food. And there is certain foods that may be more nutritious than others, but it is just food and it means nothing about us. I always talk about, you know, there are examples of when um, there there are some things in life where, you know, having that, that we just need to do that or have those things that are, and and that's the best thing you could make, the best choice you can make. I always use the example of with my kids. The best day I see mums like not having things with their children and I see me and Cooper, you know, like this was a long time ago now, we went scooting one day and we went and got ice creams and he got a double scoop ice cream and we were, we were away in the caravan. And when we came home, he was like the best, the best part of that whole trip was that we went and got a double scoop ice cream, you know, and man, I would not want to miss that opportunity with him at all because I didn't want to eat ice cream because it may be perceived as a bad food. Never. I would never want to miss that opportunity with my child. So, you know, just think about, you know, are you someone that tends to label food as good or bad? And we are our our own worst enemy and we really start to beat ourselves up. But I want you to more to start thinking about why do you do this? So what are the stories that you have been told in the past? What, where did you get this, you know, where did you get this idea that food is bad or that there are certain bad foods that you should be eating? Because sometimes it can actually come from um, uneducated people. It, um, yeah, I've had lots of people telling me certain stuff is bad and I'll ask them why. Like why do they think that's bad? Where do they get that from? Because the food that they're thinking is bad is actually perfectly fine. There is nothing wrong with it. And there is a lot of this gray area because it just depends on what, what it's paired with or what, what you do with the rest of the day. And, and that's, that's why when you understand your macros, you have this such a better understanding of your food that you can make an informed choice on food. And you can make this informed choice, but again, we don't give it any meaning. Food is food. I went out with my friends. We had a great time. You know, I was able to relax, uh, have, you know, you know, um, have a you know some drinks. We had lots of laughs, you know, and we ate pizza and ice cream and cake, all of those things, and had cocktails. Now that was a great evening out, and it doesn't mean that I'm a bad person because I ate so many extra calories than what I normally would. It meant I had a great time out with my friends. I got to um, you know de-stress. I got to have lots of laughs and I got to be social. Now that was really important and that, and those things are more important to me and those things can make a massive uh, difference to your mental health or your overall health than whether you are making sure that you're only eating so-called perceived healthy food. But I really want you to think about if you are someone that labels food as good as bad, where did this start to come from? So where, where did these, where, where, you know, where did the, these thoughts come from 
uh, was it from, you know, I know lots of stuff is how we were brought up, what we were told by family. What different diets you may, you know, we if you've tried all these different diets through your life, you know, do you pick up little bits of each diet? And remember, you know, lots of these diets that you've done in the past, they are, they're fad diets and they're designed. Yes, some people may have got results, but the truth is that majority of people were never able to actually keep it off. And that's why it's really important to look at what your habits are around food and find something that you can stick with forever. So, you know, there are things that you may have heard previously. You may have heard things like carbs will make you gain weight. Uh, sugar is your total enemy. Don't eat any at all. Um, and you can't have a treat. They're bad for you and it's not a cheat day. I really hate this whole cheat day thing. Um, I, I don't like it at all. And I, I don't like that, you know, I, I just don't like that way of thinking. And there can be these kind of unconscious thoughts that we have that is labeling our foods and it can really cause us to have this real destructive uh, relationship. So we want a relationship with your food. So we want to learn to, um, to kind of stop labeling your food. So there's some reasons why I believe that you should stop labeling your food. So when we are giving our food this label, it definitely increases your stress about eating. So we all have different stress. We all have different stresses. And I would say stress is a silent killer, but we really want to have less of it. So on our way to reduce stress, uh, one way is to stop stressing about food. And um, to do this, it's to stop labeling, try to stop labeling your food as good or bad. So if you eat something that you think is bad, then you feel, then people feel like they're a failure and they need to make up with it with good food later. And this is just this vicious cycle that it also leads to the I'll start tomorrow conversation. And then when we are putting unrealistic expectations on ourselves, uh, we, we then, you know, it just, this guilt, um, this guilt and the shame cycle just seems to continue. And, and what about just saying food is food? This is exactly what I need. Um, you know, I made this choice today. I feel good about it and move on. And, and there's nothing else. Food fuels your body. There is some food that will fuel your body a lot better. There is others that don't. Another reason that I think we should all stop labeling food is that food has no moral value. So when we are assigning this good or bad to certain foods, we automatically think about uh, things like, well, I ate clean food today, so this was a good day, when you, say, turn down different treats. And then you go, oh, I'm so bad, uh, you know, I'm so naughty because you've eaten a donut. And then, uh, you know, we, we assign this moral value to what we've eaten and we make it mean something about ourselves. And it doesn't mean anything. I, you know, like, again, and it's having this understanding of food. People think that they're a good person or that, you know, they feel really good because they're eating a salad. You know, but the classic is sometimes the dressing on the salad is loads of more calories than the central. You know, like, where, where did you get this idea from? Just maybe eat the food that makes you feel good. Eat the food that is going to fuel your body correctly and, and stop giving it you know, stop giving it a label and making it mean something about you. Because lots of times I see, I see people that is this, they give food this, uh, they give this food this, uh, good, you know, this good or bad, and then they make it mean something about themselves. 
And instead of looking from the bigger perspective, we eat, you know, three meals a day, seven days a week, 21 meals in a week. You have one meal that is perceived as bad. It's nothing. It's one out of 21. You have two meals. That's two out of 21. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's probably more benefits of that. You know, some people get a takeaway. Now, that takeaway means that they don't have the stress of cooking or cleaning that night. They uh, maybe sit and eat dinner with their whole family and they have a great experience sitting at the table. They might be the only time that they sit, they, that it's their ritual with their partner. You know, so, so this one meal, whether you perceive it as bad, there's so many other important things and that's what I want you to start thinking about. Labeling food as good as bad, I see it really creates this type of restrictive mindset. So if you're following this kind of rigid food plan, uh, and we've got certain foods that are bad in our mind, um, what are we likely to do? We are going to restrict it. And when we are restricting food, like I said before, it can generally give you the opposite result of what you're intending. It can make you want it more. And it can increase your cravings for these foods and increase your likelihood of binging on these foods when you actually do allow yourself to have some. So having this kind of restrictive mindset can tend to carry into other parts of your life. And it can have um, it, it can it can have really detrimental effects to us. So instead of having this negative restrictive feeling, let's focus more on creating a more of an abundance mindset. So your abundance mindset is about knowing that you are deserving of the good things in life, like lummy, yummy food that you love. Let's look more to that. Like you you can have these things. And again, if it's um, I know lots of people have things that they may have been told since they were a ch child. You know, and then it's it's learning to let that go. That, that that doesn't need to be you anymore. That was somebody else's perception on food. You know, just have this balance. When we are labeling food as good as bad, it can really stop us from enjoying foods that we love. So uh, are you have you been to a birthday party and you feel like you can't have a piece of cake? Uh, or have you actually refused the cake? Then you just, you know, you feel sad, but you feel like you shouldn't eat it. And when we tend to label foods in certain ways, we're likely to feel guilty about our favorite foods. So let's just stop labeling foods we enjoy and bring back the satisfaction and joy in our eating. I always laugh whenever we're at birthday parties, people get really shocked that I eat cake. Because, oh, but you're a personal trainer. And I was like, and? <laughs> you know, but they always get shocked like, oh, I never thought you would say yes to the cake. Or, you know, it's really, it's really funny. Um, I like cake. I like having cake. Um, it means nothing about me. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything. It is just it is just cake at a birthday party, and it's part. Oh, I think it's part of the birthday party ritual. And I I really like cake, so I'll have it. If it's a cake that I don't like, I'm not going to eat it. But yeah, it does make me chuckle because every time we're at birthday parties and people, um, yeah, like I I have cake. You know, it's interesting. Sometimes you always get these little comments. Um, so labeling food as good as bad as good or bad, it does tend to make us then fear food. So um, and if you kind of think about it, our lives are kind of revolved around food, and food is in our everyday lives multiple times a day. But if you are then fearful of your food, if you're fear being this fearful mindset multiple times a day about what you're eating, it's not a really great way to live your life. So let's just. If we stop fearing off-limit foods, they will likely become more desirable over time. 
And as humans, if we're told that we can't have something, um, we tend to desire it more, even if it's something, that decision that we've made ourselves. And this burning desire turns to intense cravings too and ends up maybe probably binge eating. So let's remove the fear of foods from the equation and you can start feeling more at peace with food. This good or bad thing, it's, we just, it's the first step is to start becoming more aware if this is something that you're doing. And if you recognize that you're doing this, I want you to start to think about where did this come from? So who says that this food is bad? Because, you know, like, um, sometimes we feel we can't eat chocolate or because that's so-called bad. But, you know, in, in your day, you've eaten everything else. That little bar of chocolate is, is nothing in the whole scheme of the whole day. But, you know, you really enjoyed it. And just eat it. <laughs> just eat it. It's nothing. And, you know, and we see people, I see people, you know, they, they say they don't want to eat something because it was so-called bad. So let's say, I feel like chocolate. I don't, I'm not going to eat chocolate because that's bad. So we don't have a chocolate. And then, uh, and then you have something else instead. And then you have, and that doesn't quite give you that craving. And we're still thinking about chocolate. And then you have something else. And then you still, and then you've ended up eating four or five different things. And then you eat the chocolate eventually by the end. Just have it. <laughs> Just have it and move on. It means nothing about you. You enjoyed it. You know, savor the moment. Don't, you know, really enjoy what you're eating and, um, and move on. It was really interesting. Like a long time ago, we'd been, we were doing talks and we had nutritionists coming in talking to members of the classes. So the ship came in and she was talking and she had a, it was talking about mindful eating and she had a bowl of chocolate on the table and we were all having a little bit. And then we had to do this mindful eating task. And it was really, really interesting because we'd been just grabbing the food because it was there. Um, and, and yeah, when we actually really, she, she talked us through this task. And when we did that, we really, you know, we smelt it and we, you know, took our time to eat it and we, and it was really cool and it was really interesting to really savor that moment and really, really enjoy it. So I think just recognize if you are calling foods as good or as bad, think about where this came from. And, and, and you know, most of the time, some of your thoughts are actually inaccurate <laughs> because where, where did this come from? Where did these thoughts come from? And, you know, like you could also look at framing the way that you speak about food. Now, if you're saying that food is there's food that's bad food because it irritates your stomach. Well, you could still have that food. You know, you could still have that food. You just have to, you're making that choice then to eat that food and you'll suffer the consequences of your of you having a painful stomach or irritated bowels or whatever. But, um, but you can still have that. You can have whatever you want. It's, um, and especially when we are more restrictive with food or we tell us as we can't have, we tend to crave it more. But I want you to think about yeah, about how you're speaking about the food. I really enjoy, I really enjoy having this, but it doesn't make my stomach feel really great. You know, uh, like I, cashews irritate my stomach really bad. And I really like cashews, but I'm mindful of, I try not to have them too much. I don't feel like I'm restricting them. I can have them whenever I want, but I am mindful because it does irritate my stomach. And I don't enjoy that feeling. So the choice is, that I don't eat them because I don't enjoy the feeling that I have after. I'm not not eating them because they're bad. 
or any of the things that they're um, eating them because they irritate my stomach. So really think about how, how you speak about food because sometimes we, um, yeah, sometimes the way that we, we speak about it is what's influencing how we eat. So what can we do, obviously, to, to stop labelling our food as good or bad food? And uh, it is all a bit of an unlearning process. And so step two is now that you may have written down some foods that are most triggering for you when it comes to labels, I want you to listen to your thoughts around these foods and increase your awareness. So every time you catch yourself calling a food choice bad or good, try to reframe the label into something else instead of feeling like, you know, instead of saying lots of people have this, well, I've stuck, I've had, let's use a cookie as an example. So they have this one cookie and then we feel bad for having the cookie because it's full of butter and sugar and whatever else. So then we, we feel bad about this and then in, we beat, start beating ourselves up about it. Then we think, oh, well, I've gone off the plan anyway. So I will have, um, you know, I'll have another one. And then we feel worse about it. So we end up having hundred of them <laughs> or all of the cookies that are there. When, because we started beating ourselves up and then we felt bad about it, you know, it's really looking at having moderation. So saying with, um, with how I'm eating today, you know, two cookies are fine. And you can have one or two cookies and that's it. And we don't need to give it any more power than that. You could say something like cookies are delicious. You know, I can enjoy one or two in moderation and feel really good about my choice. And this is kind of empowering yourself. So if you are saying words like if you previously told yourself, I can't control myself around cookies you know, or I'm just a sugar addict, all of those things. Um, you know, you could work on telling yourself that I am in control of my choices. So our third step, instead of attaching words of morality around food, um, empower yourself to make decisions based on what feels good for your body in that moment by thinking of food as part of your self-care, not self-control. So we want to make choices on what's going to make us feel good i you know spoke before well, i've spoken previously you know a few weeks ago we went out for dinner and for whatever reason i just and i i'm someone that really follows my instinct for whatever reason i was like just really wanted a big cheesy carbonara and i was like that's interesting that i would you know because i normally wouldn't make that choice but that's just what my body felt like that day and um so i had it i had no guilt about it it was, um, I'm sure it would have been loaded with calories and all of those things. But do you know what? It was amazing. And it's exactly it was the way that I was feeling that day. I needed that comfort. And that's exactly what I needed. And, you know, so it was about what makes me feel good. Uh, I don't make that mean anything about me. I, um, <clears throat> the next day, got up and ate exactly, you know, exactly the same I would normally. And, and just moved on with life. And, and that's what I hope that we can start, you know, that, that you can start becoming, becoming like with you, about your food. So we want to shift our focus from good or bad, uh, or even healthy or unhealthy to what's going to nourish my body, mind and soul. So nourish your body with balanced meals, nourish your mind with foods that you enjoy and you find satisfaction in. And overall, let's nourish ourselves with foods that make you feel good. So focus on nourishment and, and that's helping you focus on abundance. And when we change our inner dialogue from restrictive to abundance, especially with food, we'll feel a greater relief 
that we aren't living out of fear anymore. So we want to take labels and fear out of the equations and allow us to focus more on nourishing our body instead of worrying about eating the right food. So let's see if we can all start switching to a more positive mindset around our food and to stop labeling our foods as good as bad. If you know anybody that this may help, please share this podcast and help them to stop labeling food as good as bad. And if this has helped you, I would really, really love to know. Okay, hopefully I will hear from you all soon. Have a great day.